A disappointing end to the series as the bullpen implodes against the Rockies. We've got updates on Jack Flaherty's first appearance in Memphis and Steven Matz's progression. Some thoughts on last night's Field of Dreams game, plus a look ahead at this weekend's huge series against the Milwaukee Brewers at Bush. All on today's episode of Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again and welcome in. I'm Jenny Hatford. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank you to those who are making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked on Cardinals on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so we can interact together. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, where should we start? Wow. Cardinals wrapped up their quick three game road trip with a disappointing loss to the Rockies on Thursday and a game that, that held such promise, too. Like it, it started off with a lineup. We had Lars Newtbar moving up to the top of the batting order which pleased a lot of fans, myself included, and Dakota Hudson pitching decent despite battling through some more of those control issues that he's had this year. And then you have the bullpen implode the way it did. It it was quite disheartening. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the lineup, where, again, I I had a feeling they would roll the predominantly left-handed look, mostly just to get guys like Dickerson and Donovan some playing time. So Edmund and Carlson said Gorman plays second base. O'Neal slides over to center field. Donovan plays third while Arenado DH. Dickerson was in left, Newt Bar in right, and batting leadoff. Uh, perhaps some would call this a bit of a B squad look, but you got to keep the bench and utility guys sharp so they so they got to get in there. Okay. You can't just let them sit there and rot on the bench. And, uh, you know, it's a team like the Rockies who I know they play better at home, but they're still an inferior team to the St. Louis Cardinals. And you'd hope that this group could come away with the win in game three of the series. Now, Dakota Hudson on the hill, and uh, we're off. Let's get it going. Newt leads off the game. He gets a double. Excitement, energy. It's wonderful. And then Gorman and Goldie strike out. Now, one issue I have with Gorman batting in the number two hole is that he strikes out way too much. This is who he is. I know this. I get it. He's got incredible power, but with that power, doesn't come great responsibility, like they say in the Spidey comics, but with his great power comes all of the strikeouts, okay? It's inevitable. It's going to happen. That's why I don't like him in the number two spot. I've always wanted someone in that second spot who will do the job of putting the ball in play, moving a runner over, bunting if need be, and Gorman is just not that guy. I get the idea. You want to bat him second ahead of Goldie. He'll see better pitches, see more fastballs. I get all of that. It's just in situations like this where You know, all he has to do is hit a ground ball to the right side of the infield, move Newt Bar over. You got Goldie Arenado coming up, and and things are nice. But you get the strikeout instead, and um, 
I mean, he battles in the bat. He he fouls off a bunch of pitches, but eventually he does strike out. Goldie is Goldie. We're not going to really complain about him, but he strikes out, which sucks. And then Arenado hits a line shot to right center. Great play by the center fielder, uh, Daza, who ends up injuring his shoulder on the play, ended up having to leave the game. I don't know if he dislocated it. I, I never heard exactly what the injury was to the arm, but it snuffs out the two-out RBI. The cards get zilched there in the first. Now we'll move ahead to the bottom of the second. You get a leadoff single by Randall Grichik. That gets erased on a superb diving play by Brendan Donovan at third base, who snares that line drive off the bat of Montero. Doubles up Grichik at first base. Outstanding play. Donovan continues to impress defensively no matter where you put him. you got to love him. He can play outfield, infield. He's he's an awesome, awesome piece to have coming off the bench and in the starting lineup when you need him to. Um, Then you get the control issues popping up from Dakota Hudson. He walks the first batter of the game. They didn't score, but here in the bottom of the second with two outs, he walks Hampson on four pitches. Then he walks Hilliard on four pitches. The guys were were talking during the telecast about Hudson trying to find his arm slot. That that seems to be an issue right now. It just kind of gets out of whack from time to time. And that's been the frustrating part with Dakota is that he's got good stuff. We know this. The, the sinker ball is fantastic. And when he can throw strikes, he's very, very good. Um, he's coming off that major arm injury, and he just hasn't been able to remain consistent in his outings this season. The walks are just unbearable. They drive everybody nuts. And they get him in trouble here. 2-1, two, 2 wild brings in Brian Seven, who uh, hits an 0-1 slider into the left center field gap. Two-run score, 2 nothing Rockies. Move ahead to the top of the four. This time, Gorman leads off the inning. He pops a 1-2 slider that was low and in, turns on it, serves it into the right field seats above the bullpen. A 430-foot solo shot. That's his 13th bomb of the season. Huge power. On display for Gorman, he leads all the Cardinals with an average of 411 feet per home run, and nine of his 13 home runs have traveled at least 400 feet. That cuts the lead to 2-1. to one. Goldie then doubles down the line and right. Arnato pops up, but Dickerson comes through with a bloop single to right, scoring Goldie. We're all tied up at 2-2. Now the fifth inning, that's when it gets a little hairy for Hudson. He walks the first guy. Uh, then gets three ground balls in a row. DeYoung makes a nice play, forces the guy out at second base, but they're unable to turn two. Blackman grounds out to second base, but Gorman, in his attempt to kind of turn and pivot towards second base, can't gather in the ground ball clean. So uh, they do get the guy at first. They get Blackman out at first, but unable to get the guy at second base. But there's two outs. Uh, Iglesias, gets an, Iglesias gets an infield single, but then Dakota strikes out. Rodgers ends the inning, but that closes the book on Dakota. He gives you five innings, four hits, two runs, four walks, bad. Six strikeouts, good. Uh, Again, if he can eliminate those walks, uh, you're talking about an outstanding performance as opposed to the pretty good one that you got on Thursday. Now the card's threatening the top of the six. You get a single by Goldie, a double by Dickerson, but then DeYoung chases high heat. He strikes out. Then O'Neal whiffs on an off-speed pitch. That threat is contained. Hicks comes in for the six, gets the Rockies one, two, three. And maybe this is something the team has to look at. Hicks, great one inning. And then that's it. That's all you use him for. Because in the seventh, it fell apart. He gets wild. He gets the first hitter to ground out. And then the control just vanishes. He walks Hilliard on five pitches, walks uh, Servan, 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 whatever, on five pitches. Uh, Ali comes out, pulls him. Brings in the lefty, Henesis Cabrera, to face the left-handed Charlie Blackman. And Cabrera immediately 
falls behind two to nothing before Blackman pulls a fastball into the hole between first and second. Three to two Rockies. Iglesias then singles to center. Four to two Rockies. Both walks by Hicks comes around, come around to score. You hate to see it. That, that's the thing. Walks will kill you. Uh, next hitter, Brendan Rodgers with 2-1. And uh, on the first pitch, it looked like Yachty wanted the, the pitch away, but Cabrera misses huge, throws it low and in. Rodgers turns on it, smacks a three-run shot over the left field wall. All of a sudden, it's 7-2 to Rockies, and uh, things are getting out of control. Next hitter, the left-handed McMahon works the count full. Cabrera hangs a curveball. Boom. McMahon says thank you. Hits a rocket over the right center wall. 8-2 to two Rockies. Cabrera has elite stuff, man. He does. But, dude, when he is off, he is way off. Ollie pulls him. He finishes the day recording zero outs. I recorded as many outs as Henniscus Cabrera did yesterday in that game. Zero. He allows four runs on four hits, two of them long flies. Bad day at the office for Cabrera. Woodford comes in, gets his first action with uh, with the team since being called up. Gets the next two, ends the inning, but a six spot goes up for the bad guys. Not good. But the Cardinals don't quit. The Cardinals don't quit. This is Coors Field after all. So runs can come very quickly. You just saw it happen in the bottom half of that inning. So top of the eighth, Gorman gets a leadoff walk. Then Goldenado goes to work. Goldie smashes his 27th home run of the season. A two-run shot makes it 8-4. to four. Uh, Then Nolan Arnato follows suit. He hits a missile over the left field wall. His 24th dinger, 8-5. to five. We go to the ninth. And with one out, Donovan singles. Newbar walks. Gorman singles. Here we go. Base is loaded. Guess who's coming up? Paul Goldschmidt, likely leading the NL MVP race right now. And he taps one to second base. Force out, safe at first, run scores eight to six. Okay, we're still in business. Arenado is up with two on, two out. He works the count full. The tension is in the air. You can feel it down in your plums. Daniel Bard throws a slider. And it fools Nolan. Strike three. Game, set, match. Rockies win at 8-6. Well, offensively, new bar in the leadoff spot. He goes one for three. He walks twice. So he's on base three times. That's what a leadoff guy should do. Oddly, never scores in this game. New bar never scores. He's on base three times. It doesn't come around to touch the plate. Gorman, two for four with a home run, two runs scored, and a walk. Goldie, three for five, home run, three ribbies, two runs scored. Arenado, just one for five with the solo homer. Dickerson. Dickerson looking good, man. Three for four with an RBI. Uh, Molina and Donovan each have a single. DeYoung takes the 0 for four and Tyler O'Neill. Oh my gosh, Tyler O'Neill, who I thought was just about to break out, hits the ball really, really hard in game one of this series, gets a double in his first at bat in game two of the series, and then poof, it's just gone. It's just gone. He takes the golden sombrero yesterday and strikes out four times. Yikes. Uh, Pitching-wise, Hudson, not great because of the walks, but he battled, battled, gave you a chance to win. Okay, that's what that's what you want out of your starter. Hicks, like I mentioned, might be a, a one-inning-and-done type of guy now. That, that might be where we're at with Jordan Hicks. No more than an inning because he looked good the first one, and then he loses control, walks two, they score Cabrera. Obviously, an ugly day. He'll have better days, but his ERA jumps from 2.75 to 3.66. Those days will happen, especially at Coors Field. Woodford, solid job. One and two-thirds innings. Strikes out two. Not the way you wanted to end it, obviously. You wanted to come away with a series victory, win two of three, but you got bigger fish to fry as you head back to St. Louis. You got the Brewers in town this weekend. We are going to preview that series coming up next. Now, it doesn't matter... What time of year it is, losing weight is something 
many of us think about shedding a couple of pounds for the summer or before a wedding or before the holidays start. Did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is actually through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out all those harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich and unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. It's exhausted. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients, all of which work together to wake up your sluggish liver, turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of Locked On Cardinals, you're getting the hook up here. You can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle. That's right, free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easier to say no to the bad foods. It's a, a perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. So go to getliverhelp.com backslash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com backslash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Once again, go to getliverhelp.com help.com backslash MLB now to get started. So we got a big weekend coming up at Bush Stadium. Despite losing two of three in Denver, the Cardinals remain a half game up on the Brewers in the Central with Milwaukee coming to town. Um, I shouldn't have to explain to you what a big series this is for the Redbirds. Not only are you playing for the lead in the division, but it's also it's a, it's a mental thing of being better than that team who's neck and neck with you. Uh, the Brewers haven't played great as of late. They've gone four and six in their last 10. Uh, they did just win two straight over the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a solid team in the uh, American League East. The Cardinals had issues with them. Uh, they made that bizarre deal with San Diego and traded away their top closer, Josh Hader, who just seemingly owned the Cardinals anytime he came out of the bullpen for the Brewers over the years. I was shocked to see that he even had an ERA <laughs> against the Cardinals uh, in his career, 2.45. Uh, against the Redbirds, but they hit just 143 off of them. That's not surprising. 58 strikeouts and just 33 innings pitched against them. That's a ridiculous 15.8 strikeouts per nine. Dude was a machine, but that guy is gone. He's no longer here. They shipped him, and it really it really kind of shook up the Brewers clubhouse. I was talking with Peter Bukowski, who's the host at uh, Locked on Sports Today, a show you guys Definitely should check out. Uh, it talks about all kinds of sports, baseball, football, basketball. He's into all of it. Uh, I was talking to him the other night when they had me on to talk about the Cardinals. And he's a big Brewers fan. So he was, you know, was giving me crap about being a Cardinals fan and, uh, you know, how the Brewers are just sick of the St. Louis Cardinals. And um, both of us, though, shaking our heads about the trade and and how the Brewers moved him for money reasons. But they should have just paid the guy. I mean, despite his recent struggles, he's been a, one of the most dominant relief pitchers in the league since 2018. And from what I can tell, he was a very popular guy in the clubhouse. Uh, Devin Williams, St. Louis native Devin Williams, by the way, who is now the closer for the Brewers, was the setup guy ahead of Hater. And it looked like he was about to cry when they were interviewing him, when they talked to him about the, the Hater trade after it happened. Like, he looked distraught. He looked sad. And I would imagine a lot of people felt that way in that clubhouse. So one of those situations where maybe the Brewers were thinking more 
with their wallets instead of what it might do to team morale in the clubhouse. Um, but that's good news for the Cardinals. So this is a chance for them to not only remain on top in the central, but to also kind of kick the Brewers while they're down, so to speak. Uh, they have to come to your house. They're coming to Bush Stadium where the Cardinals are a far better team this season. Their home record's 35 and 20, which is the sixth best home record in all of baseball. The Brewers, no slouch on the road. Don't get me wrong. They got a winning record of 31 and 28, which is 10th best. But the Cardinals got to got to get them here, right? The season series is the season series tied up 6-6. They split their last series, which took place in Milwaukee back in June. Uh, the Cardinals won the first one, lost the next two, won the fourth one. But this is your chance to put some distance, not only between you and them in the standings, but also mentally. They're not in a great spot right now. So I hope the team comes in to this series with, you know, that kind of attitude, kind of the let's step on their throats while they're laying there type of mentality. No, no need to play Mr. Nice Guy this weekend with the Brewers. Uh, tonight, it's going to be a battle of lefties. you got Eric Lauer, 8-3, and three, going to the mound for Milwaukee against Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals. Now, last time the Cardinals faced Lauer, they kind of lit him up. Five runs on six hits and six innings, including two home runs. I'll give you two guesses who hit him. Uh, Goldie. Arenado, yeah. Uh, this will be Jordan's second start for the team after pitching five shutout innings against his former team, the Yankees, in his debut uh, with the Cardinals. Hasn't faced the Brewers since 2017, so who cares what he did way back then? Um, you should have the right-handers back in the in the lineup tonight. Albert should be back in the lineup. Carlson and Edmund should be back in there as well. Newbar likely will be your right fielder. He's playing very, very well, and uh, he's kind of been that energy guy since the trade of Harrison Bader, where, um, you know, you were kind of worried about who it was that was going to come in and kind of ignite the team, spark the team that way. And uh, newbar has been that guy. So I'd imagine he'll be in right field. I don't know if he'll bat leadoff tonight, though. Uh, they're facing a lefty. He's only hitting 217 against lefties this year, but he did look good yesterday in that spot. So we'll see what Ollie wants to do. You got a 715 uh, central start tonight. Saturday. You get a doozy of a pitching matchup. Well, at least on paper, it should be between reigning NL Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns for Milwaukee against Adam Wainwright. Now, Burns is 8-5. and five. He's got an ERA of 2.45. The Cardinals have faced him twice this year, and it hasn't been pretty. Uh, they've yet to score on him in 14 innings of work, and he has struck out 21 batters in those 14 innings. So, clearly going to be a tough game to win. On the other side, the Brewers have kind of beat up on Wayno, scoring four runs in each of his three starts against them this season. And he hasn't made it past five innings against them in any of those three starts. So not great on Saturday. But again, that's why they play the games. Okay. Things can happen. 6-15 Central start tomorrow. And then on Sunday, you've got another left-hander, Aaron Ashby on the mound for the Brewers against Miles Michaelis. Ashby's got a, an ugly 2-10 record this year. The Cardinals did face him in April, and he lasted just four innings, giving up two runs on four hits while strike, or while walking four, striking out four. Uh, Pujols took him deep in that one, but the Brewers ended up winning that game 6-5. to five. Uh, Michaelis had his worst start in his career on Tuesday against the Rockies, so He'll be looking to bounce back. You know, he's chomping at the bit to come back and get back on the mound in the friendlier confines of Bush Stadium. So that's this weekend at Bush. Um, next, I want to talk about last night's Field of Dreams game. Plus, I I've got an update on Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz, Juan Yepes. We'll jump into that here in just a moment. At BlueNile.com, did you know you can celebrate all of life's special moments? From creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. 
Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping. And you can do that at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools to let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings for her, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice available 24-7 with legendary service, 30-day returns, you get guaranteed service and repair for life. And if you need it fast, because some of us like to procrastinate and delay on things, I, I am surely guilty of that. In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight for you. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now, it's the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Today's episode also brought to you by BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews, news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports. They've even got you covered when it comes to golf. Uh, you got preseason football tonight. My Packers face San Francisco. The Arizona Cardinals, I know we've still got some fans in St. Louis that uh, have followed the Cardinals out west. Uh, they're going to be in Cincinnati tonight to take on the Bengals, perhaps. Put down a friendly wager, make a little money tonight. huh? huh? Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they got you covered. Head to Bet Online today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jack Flaherty, back on the mound for Memphis yesterday in his first rehab outing. And I'll be honest, it wasn't pretty. Ugh. Flaherty completes one inning on 35 pitches, throws uh, 21 strikes. That's not so bad, right? Well, he gave up four runs on four hits, including a home run. Yeah, not good. Struck out, too. But more importantly, you want to see how his arm responds after the outing. So according to the Cardinals, they just wanted him to throw 35 pitches. That was really the goal, and we'll see how he how he feels after after that. Um, I was just hoping for a little more success than uh, four runs on four hits in one inning. Uh, Juan Yepes was one for four in that game as he tries to come back from his forearm strain. The uh, Memphis did play a doubleheader yesterday, but Yepes didn't uh, didn't play in that second game. Steven Matz still trying to come back from the left MCL tear, played catch on Tuesday in Colorado. Reports were good. Uh, according to Ali, he will not get on a mound this week, but he'll increase his throwing and do the same thing a week from today. So they're still holding out hope that he might be able to come back maybe in September. Uh, Flaherty is eligible to come off the injured list on August 26th, by the way. Uh, whether that happens or not, you have to wait and find out. Uh, something that did happen last night was the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa, between the Cubs and the Reds. And again, the mystique of it all was what made this game special. Um, I think the crew at Fox did a, did a pretty good job, once again, of capturing some of the magic that surrounds the cornfields there. Uh, anybody who's a fan of the movie obviously has a, a soft spot for the film. And if you don't like Field of Dreams, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I can't I can't make you I can't make you like this world then if, if you think that's not a good movie. Uh, pretty cool opening scene with King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey Sr. 
coming out of the cornfields and saying the line, Dad, want to have a catch? That segment was very cool. Uh, the tribute to Ray Liotta, who played Shoeless Joe Jackson in the film, was heartfelt. Uh, I love the fact that Kevin Costner took the time out to uh, voice that piece. He was uh, the co-star in the movie with uh, Ray Liotta, who, who passed away recently. Uh, the idea of Harry Carey doing Take Me Out to the Ball Game in the middle of the seventh inning, in theory, was a good idea. But it looked a little cheesy on camera. Uh, props for giving it a shot. I thought that was kind of neat for the Cubs fans. I, I, you know, Harry doing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I mean, it's tradition at Wrigley Field. So uh, at least they attempted something like that. But on camera, just kind of, I don't know. Whoever the actor was just didn't look like Harry Carey, <laughs> like from the backside. It just didn't come off very well. But they tried, right? Uh, as far as the game goes, it wasn't even remotely as close to uh, the excitement and drama that we had last year between the Yankees and the White Sox, which ended with that Tim Anderson walk-off home run. Unfortunately, the Cubs and Reds just aren't very good teams right now, but I understand why they would use both franchises in this game considering the rich and lengthy history of both teams. I get it. I didn't have a problem with that. If you remember, the Cardinals were supposed to be in the Field of Dreams game back in 2020, but the COVID-19 pandemic ruined that as it ruined a lot of things in life for people, including some of us who lost jobs because of it. Uh, it's too bad the Cardinals couldn't have done it this year, though. Wouldn't that have been cool, like have Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina's final season in Major League Baseball to see the future Hall of Famers come out of the corn? Ah, it would have been quite a sight to see. You would have had uh, them followed by league MVP candidates, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Uncle Charlie, Adam Wainwright, he probably was taller than the corn stalks yesterday. Um, it would have been cool. Um, I did like the fact that they they let some of the franchise's living legends walk out with the players, Fergie Jenkins, Johnny Bench, Barry Larkin. And as a fan, I'll be honest, I, I was doing fine emotionally during all of this. As my mind kind of kind of wandered back to the days of playing catch with my dad and how special those moments were and those times were but then here's where here's where it started to get dicey late in the game former cardinal but most of everybody knows him because he spent time you know had his hall of fame career with the atlanta braves uh john smoltz they announced late in the game that his father john adam smoltz had passed away that day and that was it like i started to tear up a little bit the water started you know either somebody was cutting onions around me or I was starting to get emotional. I mean, that's crazy, right? That his dad passed away that morning and he was working the game that night. And he talked about his decision to call the game, said it came from the peace that he had saying, it's been an emotional day. He lived by his faith. He loved family. And he would be so mad if I didn't do this game. I can't think, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't think of another day to honor him. When you think about this park, this movie and how he loved every one of us, and anyone he came in contact with, I'm the man I am because of him. I mean, come on, man. You had to go there. That had to happen. Oh, and then the memories of not just all the baseball games and practices I had with my late father, but just all the moments in life I had with him, the laughs, the late night talks, uh, the cries, the fights, the reconciliations. It all washed over me. And I, I'm, I'm sure it did for a lot of fathers and sons out there. You know, I, I've got buddies who are who are dads now, and I, I'm sure it means something to them a little different because now they're playing catch with their their kids where they also have the memory of playing catch with their father probably at some point. So 
the Field of Dreams game, it, it's awesome. I, I love it. It's become a tradition. Sadly, there will be no Field of Dreams game next year due to construction on a youth baseball and softball complex, and they haven't announced any future plans of games being held there yet. I sincerely hope they do. And perhaps the Cardinals just you know, be selfish, can be a part of that magic after having their moment snatched away from them back in 2020. I think a perfect matchup would be against the Dodgers. You know, that would be cool, right? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's hope for a great weekend from the Cardinals. Brewers are in town. Let, let's get them. Let's sweep them if we can. If At the very least, let's get two of three. Show them who's boss in the NL Central, shall we? Uh, as always, follow along on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. You can also follow our Twitter account for Locked on Cardinals at LO underscore Cardinals. And then on uh, YouTube, if you would, we I love the comments that you guys drop down below. Uh, if you got stories about you know, your father and playing catch with him, or maybe it was your mom, what, whoever it may have been, you know, if you want to drop some stories down below, that's cool too. I know a lot of people like reading other people's comments. Uh, we could talk about lineups. We can talk about pitching. We can talk about prospects, whatever you guys want, man. That's what, that's what we're here for. So uh, jump onto YouTube if you, if you haven't already and uh, be a part of it. I'm JD Haffer. Thanks for hanging with me. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs> 